Take the money and run. Coming here with a brand new Stir the Pod podcast show. I'm your host, Trevor, and tonight we are joined by Andy. Andy, how you doing tonight? What up, what up? And we're also joined by Alex. Alex, how are you doing tonight? Yo, yo, yo. And we are here. Episode 3 recap show. Let me tell you, are we still staying hot, boys? I feel like this was another like pretty good episode. What did you guys say, Sal? Yeah, I, I think I think episode one flowed very well into episode two, and episode two flowed very well into tonight. Um, good challenge, good drama outside of it. I don't feel like we're wasting a lot of time in the episodes, which I feel like in the 90-minute era is something that kind of hurts these seasons. But I feel like we're not wasting time. We're, like, getting stuff done. Um, good elimination at the end, close elimination. So, yeah, I think overall it was, it was a really good, really good episode tonight. Andy, what do you have? I loved it. I, I think the challenge is three for three on episodes so far. I actually, going on top of the 90-minute episodes, I actually caught myself during one of the commercial breaks looking up the MTV schedule to figure out if it was 60 or 90 because I wanted it to be 90 because there was a lot going on. It, it was not dragging on. And when I found out it was 90, I was like, let's go. I'm in so I, I loved it. Yeah, I think the season, I, I don't know if I'm just looking forward to when, you know, kind of last year it was like those, you know, that pace we kind of got on. We were just not looking forward to it anymore. And now I just feel like you kind of have this rookie versus vet whole thing going on. And the vets are literally just puppet masters. I mean, they this is like cakewalk for them. They are just throwing them in. And, uh, yeah, so far so good. You know, knock on wood, we keep this up and uh, – I'm excited to recap this. Uh, we got the good old OGs in the house, Ron McCord, Mikey the Doctor. Uh, welcome, MTV Malik. Love War Challenges in the, is in the house. Love to see that. Uh, I feel like all the drama was aired, was necessary to push the story and narrative forward. And I think that is spot on tonight. I think everything that was used tonight, it wasn't forced. It wasn't – it wasn't – it was just perfect. It was great by production. And, you know, as much as we like to shit on production, it was a great episode by them tonight. I think – you know, we kind of had it all, kind of like Alex said. And, uh, yeah, Ryan McCord says rookies are dropping like fucking flies. And absolutely. So um, let's dive right into the the recap. And, uh, Alex, the streak continues. What is this? Um, are we from last season on to now? Are we at five, six? Uh, uh, in a row? I think so, probably. Because I think the streak got broken late last season and it picked back up. Obviously, like episode one of this season, it couldn't happen just because it was the first episode. But yeah, I think and it's almost like it's almost even more impressive because I think what the streak is going to be now is for the four correct people walking in the house first because it's the two most of the time four people. Most it's going to be 
the two elimination winners and their two partners, unless they are still partners together. But yeah, I think tonight we had uh, Emmy and Devin and Ed and Tori all being the first four people in the house. I mean, that's just so classic. Do you think like, you know, they're getting out of the cars and let's say like um, CT is the first one or whatever, um, or whoever, whoever the winners are, do you think they're just like, all right, you guys have to stop. Let's let these, it's like VIP coming through, let them in kind of like bounce. Has to be. Has Has to be. Be, right. Full smirk on that. So beginning of the challenge, kind of slow start. And then we get into uh, Nelly T boot camp. I mean, that is just so classic. I mean, is, is there a person that is better than, uh, uh, excuse me, Nelly T on TV right now? That dude is just full smirk, 24-7. Whatever he touches just turns to gold, very El Presidente-esque. Uh, anything else? What, what do you guys take away from that scene? I, I, I just think it was full smirk. It was awesome. It was awesome. And, and Nelly's like, he is not, he's not only the perfect guy for it, but he's the only guy in the house that could pull that off. Like, I don't care if it's someone bigger than him. Like, no one is funnier than him, but he's in really good shape. He's a very likable guy. And I think if they were to if they were to try to have like a Corey's boot camp, no one would give a shit. And if they tried to do like a Fezzi's boot camp and he had him run in the 40 and doing a couple three cone drills, no one would care. Like Nelly T was just the perfect and only guy for it. Otherwise, that wouldn't have been a thing. So hats off to Nelly. Yeah. It, okay, Squid writes the song choice was top tier. And that's the thing. Like we said, one clap for uh, the production crew. They, I mean, you know, last season they killed it with the soundtrack. And, uh, you know, even this season, you know, it's been solid so far. N- Nelly is really coming into his own and becoming a pleasure to watch every time he's on. Absolutely. I, I wish we had more of him, honestly. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think Nelly T at this point has maybe the highest ratio of times that he's on screen to times that he's making you laugh when he's on screen. It's almost like it's on, he's almost batting a thousand. Like when he's on screen, whether it's like just in the house or a confession, definitely when it's a confessional, he's making like he can't not make you smile or laugh. Like he's he's so good coming on screen. Um, and the Nelly's boot camp thing was great. I feel like maybe once or twice a season we get something where like they show like the challenge like text on screen like that just like about like random shit because there was the same text that they do for like deliberation or challenge whatever and and just getting five minutes in the challenge spies lies and ally font coming on screen and saying nelly t's boot camp i mean what a way to start an episode absolutely uh after the boot camp we kind of got into some foreshadowing um we had the big t foreshadowing um which you know i was thinking about this throughout the episode and we kind of hinted at hinted at it uh the past couple episodes but again when do you make that move to start you know taking out a vet and going for it i mean tori uh, not to get too far ahead you know was obviously thinking about it tonight obviously like i said i think you just keep going with the rookies and you know the thing is, is big t that big of a threat like, I know she threw – but people forget, Andy, when you make that face. She did throw in Anissa Verstory, and Tori went home. So what do you have to say? Yeah, but to, to say that she's a threat I think is a little too far. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only reason she got that power was because she was paired up with CT at the time. CT is absolutely a threat. 
and see Aaron Big T just decided to pull the trigger, which like again, more power to her. She's got balls. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're a threat in my mind. No, absolutely. I just think it's uh you know, it's kind of like a loose cannon. You don't know with Big T. Like, if she gets in power, it's very drunk in power-esque. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, so you just try to choke that off. Right you know, yeah, what was that, Andy? Bust her toe, kick her out. You never know. I yeah. also loved how she brought it up when she was talking about it. She was like, yeah, you know, last season when I was in power, I threw her in. Like, acting as if, like, she had power for more than 60 seconds of all last season. It was it was big CT in power last season, to clarify. Correct. Uh, Alex, anything on this? Oh, well, I, I think maybe, not to jump ahead too much, but I think maybe who had the most impactful conversation of the night might have been Kyle. And when they were talking about who Tori should throw in, and she really wanted to go for big T, and I think just it kind of ties back to, like, is it too early to throw a vet in or not? Kyle kind of put it perfectly. Like in and of itself, sending big T in probably would have had no consequences. Like she either loses or a rookie loses, not a big deal. Um, big T was the, probably the vet at the lowest of their line. But what that does is it open it opens Pandora's box. Like it allows, you know, Kyle to say, oh, I don't like Fezzi. I'm going to go for him. Or I, Devin, I don't like Josh. I'm going to go for him. Like it basically – cuts off the the alliance that they had going, the truce that they had going. Um, and so, like, the move, I, I think they could have gone for Big T. And I know, you know, we're kind of jumping around, but, like, they could have gone for Big T, but what that would have done would have just had more implications later down the line. Absolutely. I just and saw – go ahead. One last part about that Kyle conversation. One of the best things that he did is he didn't tell her exactly that but he lined up everything that pointed to that direction to the point where Tory was the one who actually said, so are you saying if I vote for Big T, I'm screwing up the veteran alliance? She was the one who concocted that because Kyle gave her so much ammo. And then he said, I mean, I don't know. I'm not necessarily saying that, but yeah. it was like, you kind of are. So yeah. he, I mean, that was a, that was a vet. That was a veteran move by Kyle. No, absolutely. Um, and we'll uh, we'll get into it. But I, I like the comment from TJ Hill. Uh, welcome to the chat. Tori's getting shit on on Twitter. Does she deserve that? You know, I don't think Tori did a bad move tonight. You know, I feel like she's all she's just one of those players that's always going to get shit regardless, and like until she wins and proves herself. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Uh oh, what's oh, going on here? Nelly T live. Nelly T live. I, I think he's. I, th I I would turn it up, but I think it looks like he's doing some sort of ad. I mean, you can just see it in his face. Uh, Boot camp part two. <laughs> post post question. Sorry. God. Well, I, I, well, so it's the Tory in, in Twitter. I don't think she deserves to be getting any shit at all. Like, what what would she possibly be getting shit for? She went to a rookie and just said, "Who do you want?" She didn't say, like, this, I, I will do this. She just said, who do you want? That's not the first time that's happened in the challenge. A lot of times, going back in the seasons, that's what smart vets do to rookies. And it's not to cut a deal with them. It's not to, like, promise them anything. It's just to get a feel for where their head's at. So, and like, here's their card. Yeah, and, and she didn't she didn't turn on a vet. She, she didn't do, like, the fact that she's getting shit on Twitter is mind-boggling to me. All right, so... 
let's kind of get back on the rails a little bit. I know I kind of scared us off there, but uh, now we go into the actual challenge, correct? Yeah. Uh, and the challenge itself is is basically, you know, you're just jumping off a cliff, retrieving this device, and you're kind of just basically, well, you you have to get a key first. Is that what it was? A key underneath like the, the pillar to get the box, which was in the cave, swim out of the cave, go on the boogie board thing, and then basically drop off that device or whatever, correct? There's two. two so there was one device. It wasn't a key. There was a device like a couple feet a under the water. Yeah. yeah. A bomb. You got to get that and then get a second bomb, then you take them in. Okay. What? Sorry. That's what I meant. I don't know why I said key. Um, so what do we think about this challenge? I thought, you know, it's a, it's a different swimming one. I, you know, the thing about the swimming ones, I prefer the ones where, you know, I, di- I didn't feel like it was hard enough. I know we only had one team disqualified, but I like the ones where it's like, we're like the, the famous one with bananas and Abe in the, the box and stuff like that, where they're like swimming underwater and like, no. That challenge was ridiculousness. I know, but but that's like awesome, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you had people scared to jump off like a twenty foot cliff into water. I mean, yes, it's you know high, but you know you have some of these people that were like crying about like, oh, I'm not scared of heights, but this is scary and stuff. And it's like, what are we talking about? Overall, I didn't mind it though. Um, I kind of liked it. Uh, the whole boogie board thing was. I don't know how I felt about that. I feel like that was kind of pointless. And did like the jet skis like? make sure they were going the exact same speed limit for everybody. And then most importantly, what I want to get to the most important thing of this entire challenge. Can we just talk about another bullshit by production though, saying there was a diff- the differential was under a second. I mean, come on, we all know that, right? Like it, I guarantee the differential was probably, you know, 10, 15 seconds or whatever, but under a second, I mean, come on. What, we what, gotta, do, you, what do you guys think? We got to count how many times. We got to count how many times they said this is the closest challenge or closest elimination we've ever had. But overall, overall, yeah, like you said, I like the challenge. Um, I thought it was good. It was, I feel like it was rare that you get something this early that seemed to be so difficult, even though like one, only one team DQ'd, seemed like it was like hard for everybody with just like the amount of waves that were like going in the water. I think the best. I think the best version of this challenge would have been something that was like what we saw, but with like one or two more checkpoints. Like maybe they get their bombs and then there's like a puzzle. And then once they finish that, they have to like run a mile, whatever it is. I feel like that would have been the best version, but I feel like it would have been better to do something like that eight episodes from now with like only six teams left. And because of that, because there's 15 teams left tonight, it kind of made sense to just like shorten it up make it just, you know, one little thing, like jump in and get the thing. Yeah. I also don't like hanging on to the, to the wave runner, you know, who knows what speeds they were going. I just don't like that in general. Um, but overall I thought, I thought the challenge was good. Yeah. And like you talked about the jet ski there, I just don't like bringing other variables into it that you can't control because yeah. like, I mean, you're going off literally 45 seconds is going off of somebody else driving the boat. It's not like it's just you swimming or it's all on you. It's, Completely, you know, a different variable. Um, one thing I want to hear from you, Andy, uh, how'd your girl look? I see the chat. Okay, Squid writing about her. Uh, what Which did you one? think? Which one? There are a lot of bad girls on this season, and Michelle is looking just – but 
I, I think from a challenge perspective, I was not a fan. I, I was like subpar. Like I did not think this was a good challenge because I mean, you guys alluded to it. The 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 jet skis is something that's totally out of everyone's control. Seeing the water, especially in the cave, it was all over the place. Like there were waves going everywhere. So it's really like, can you really say that? Ed and Tori were the best swimmers or like, did they just get like lucky waves? You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a real swim. And what I think it was CT maybe even alluded to it. And like they cut to the scene. It was just like chaos. So like, I thought there was just too much randomness for me to determine like who actually was the best team. So I wasn't a huge fan, but it was entertaining. It was fun to watch. I think it'd be a really fun challenge to do just because, like, it'd be – I mean, you ha- you jump off a cliff, you swim through a cave, you ride on the back of a jet ski. Like, that's pretty badass. But at the same time, like, I wasn't a huge fan. But Michelle is bad. Yeah. How about uh, both of the guys losing their shorts during it? I see a couple people in the chat writing about CT, full moon. I mean, that's pretty classic. Uh, and then how about uh how about like what tommy right tommy just completely dying yeah he's i mean that came out of nowhere um and i'm curious because you know if you rewatch it and he said he got a concussion and you know actually tested for it the only place i could see you getting a concussion is jumping into the water like if you jump in wrong i didn't or it hit your head on a rock yeah because again in a lot of those people when they were going through the cave they were right, like on the on rock. It. So if he got like a blindside, like wave that just smoked him in the wall, because yeah, when you're jumping in off the cliff, no one was diving, like everyone was jumping in feet first. So there's no way it could have been the jump. There's just no way. So it had to have been like bumping into the wall. It, that's literally the only the only option. Um, one thing I do want to bring up. If Jordan Wisely was in this challenge, would he have done a backflip into the, the water? Yes or no? Hmm. I think the I think, I think the only I think the only thing that may have stopped him from that was the fact that it seemed like all four people jumped in pretty close together. So depending on who he was depending on who he was jumping with, they might have not they might have stopped him. But I think I mean Jordan would have got the gold, right? I mean, absolutely. But, you know, Andy knows for sure if uh, Wes was in this challenge, he probably would break an Olympic record. In some I way. mean, I mean, I would fucking hope so. God. Guy sees water and talks about how he's an Olympic swimmer. God. Wes so- versus Phelps, who wins? <laughs> oh, my God. Wes in a heartbeat. Um, all right. Anything else stick out about the challenge? I feel like they did about six – teams to start like three different heats of like showing what actually happened and then they did the classic like play a song speed it up go through all the teams and then that was it and then they kind of said that hey ed and tori won anisa anisa did do the rules right after commercial break that tj had just said did pick up on that which was weird why was that not casey i don't know yeah it wasn't casey is casey on the hot seat well, she might be on the watch for something. Um, so that happens. So we had uh, 
only one team quit, and Ed and Tori won. Um, and then kind of after that, I mean, they go back to the house, and, you know, we kind of see that scene of uh, Corey – or of uh, Kyle, excuse me, first, correct? We see Kyle uh, talking to Tor. I mean, first off, why was Kyle even out there? Can we talk about that? I mean, he's, he's, he's about as firmly in the vet alliance as you could imagine. No, but it was more of like Big T just pulling Tori out there, and then Kyle was just already there, and it, you know it was just kind of like awkward. Oh yeah, because it, it was Big T and Tori, right? So right. Yeah, yeah, it made sense for those two to be talking, and then Kyle's just kind of there giving, like I said earlier, giving very sound advice. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so that happens, and like, do you think that could have been Kyle? Because I, I think you're right in the sense that Kyle is in the Vet Alliance, but Big T's whole thing was she is in the Vet Alliance, but she's low man, low woman. Yeah. Sorry, pardon me, 2021 on the totem pole. Do you think Kyle could think that he might be one of the low men on the totem pole from a Vet Alliance? Because that that would be my perspective of the only reason why he has any skin in the game to have that conversation. Now. It's funny you bring that up because I feel like Kyle, like when you look at him, he doesn't have that many alliances exactly. or anything, but he always slides to the final. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like slides to the the finals or the top five or whatever it is. Like he's always – like, you know, when he's in these final eliminations, it's like four guys left or five guys left. I mean, you're down to the wire. It's like anybody can go in at any time, so – I, I don't know. He just kind of slides under the radar. It might be a radar watch. But. Yeah, I, I feel like Kyle right now doesn't have, like, a very strong number one or number two, but he has about mm-hmm. five or six, like, vets that are really good that aren't going to vote him right away. Like, he's mm-hmm. he, people like him. I feel like, to Andy's point, though, like, probably somewhere in the back of his head is, like, if Big T – or, sorry, if Tory pulls the trigger on Big T tonight – Maybe next week, Fezzi gets power. And at this point, the vets have decided that they're just, you know, all those rules are out the window. And if Fezzi's going to go for somebody, it's probably going to be Kyle. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, we, we've seen before that Kyle is like a very sneaky, good political player. Um, and I don't know, I don't, like, I think he has a good alliance. It's just a matter of the number one guy going against him has proven that he can easily win a challenge or beat him in elimination. So that's probably, I think, what was going through Kyle's mind there. Yeah. Andy? Well, I was just going to say, don't forget, Fezzi called out the fact that I had Kyle above him in my power rankings. Let's not forget that. And he will always stay there. And so will Nelly and anyone who I'm ranking with Fezzi in that pool. So after that, uh, we kind of finally saw Tommy go home, which is Tommy like one of like, I want to say like the nicest challengers of all time. Like he's just like a good guy. Like, you know, coming into the season, we absolutely had no idea anything about him. And he's just like a likable dude, like pretty chill. I don't know how he's like, a you know, a fourth grade teacher and he just, you know, kind of bails. I mean, when was this filmed again? Like November, December? No, I think, was, I think it was probably around February. February. So do you think he just told the school like, hey, I'm like taking like a little month vacation or something? Cause they were still in school, right? What if what if he was uh what if he was teaching virtually? 
from oh, come on. from the challenge house. <laughs> you see like Nelly T in the background. <laughs> Dude, that would be that would be something. Could you imagine being in that fourth grade class? He's like, I got a substitute today, and it's just like Kyle on screen. Come on. <laughs> Honestly, here's the real question. If Tommy did like, are you smarter than a fourth grader? Of the cast, how many would fail that? You think over under 90%? No, 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 no. That's not the question to ask. The question to ask is how many would be smarter? Well, yeah, same thing. You asked the flip side. I I think smarter than a fourth grader is like less than five. Yeah, I was going to say. I I think Devin, I think CT, girls. You know, I think Corey. He's he's pretty smart. Uh, how many fourth graders? How many fourth graders could answer nine times three before Corey? I really, I really don't know who else I would throw in that in that mix. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, Ed, Ed, the engineer. Yeah, you would have to throw him, but you know, I know Alex is a huge fan of uh, Ed, so we'll get into that. God. Um, so what else we got? So then we kind of have, I felt Tommy go bye-bye and then the voting. The yeah. Voting. And I, I was going to say, I felt like the, this deliberation compared to the last two was a bit more, a bit, uh, a bit more mellow, like not as much happened in the scene. It was basically, um, they had kind of been talking about, <laughs> they kind of been talking about how it was going to be, uh, one of the two or three rookie rookie teams would be the house vote. Um, they basically said like, it's going to be Jeremiah and Tatcha. And then I guess though, the one thing is, I mean, how dumb I tweeted about this, how dumb can these rookies be to the point where they say, all right, Jeremiah, Tatcha, if it's not you guys, who's going to be. And instead of throwing out Kyle and Amanda, Nani, Ashley, Amanda, like who, anybody, they said another rookie rookie team, which is the dumbest thing they could have said. And then at that point they just sealed their fate. Like, do these rookies not talk to each other before the thing? No. So, like, we got to come together. God, absolutely not. And it, it just makes no sense at all. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Andy, you got anything? <laughs> no, I'm good. What else? <laughs> uh, so then the voting happens, and Jeremiah and Todd – well, for, yeah, like Alex said, they're all going against each other. Um, you have the two rookie teams kind of clashing, and then obviously Jeremiah and Tasha get voted in. How about uh, how about uh, what's his name? Uh, Devin calling it out, saying, "Hey, girls, this could just be a girls' elimination. We we don't know." I mean, I mean Devin Devin's smarter than everybody. God. Besides that, that is true. You see, and that's the thing. That's the thing. I, I, I think what Devin is really good at is calling out the obvious because everyone else is just so damn dumb that they just don't even think about that. Like yeah. that thought never even crossed anyone's mind. And Devin was just like, oh, well, Tommy got Tommy had to leave. So it would make sense if they just did a female elimination. So all he did was just bring that up. And now, I mean, that's, that's why Devin is the smartest guy on this on this ep- or on this season because he just like uses common sense. Like that didn't take like a Nobel Peace Prize 
to piece together that like, oh, you know what? They might do this twist. It's just like, wait a minute. The numbers are off. They'll probably correct them. Well, well yeah. And, and well, do you think like when they're in, because he said that in the deliberation room, right? He was like, I don't see Tommy standing behind Big T. Like that could mean, you know, yes. it might just be a one-on-one. Like when he was saying all that, like, what do you think? I wish we could have seen what Nelson's facial reaction was. <laughs> like, do you think He's as everyone like- talking, Nelson was kind of looking around the room like, who the fuck is Tommy? God. <laughs> Very Spider-Man meme ass, just like pointing, like who? Um, so yeah, I mean that voting happens, and like we said, Tasha and uh, Jeremiah go in, uh, and then it was more of the Tory wanting to throw in Big T. Uh, we kind of hinted at that and talked about that earlier, and then we go to the elimination. Uh, in the elimination, um, we have. I think you said it wrong, Alex. I, when we were talking online, uh, texting, we were talking about um, Kahuta versus West, but wasn't it? Uh, it was West versus uh, Chet. Chet, yeah. Ryan, yeah. Ryan, Ryan McCord, correct me, because in my mind, I saw the elimination. My mind went to Ruins and West, which then led to Kahuta beating West. But yeah, it was really West won the elimination. I think it was even episode one of the whole season. West. I think that was – was that West Side Story? Yes, it was. <laughs> I think that was West Side Story, one of the greatest challenge episode names of all time. That that was really what it was reminding me of. Yeah. So so the elimination, you walk in, you see the pipes on the ground. You kind of know you got to use all the pipes, climb up to the top. Like we said, um, Jeremiah and Tasha were voted in, and then the voting happened. And the first person to go in was Bertha, I should say. And uh, the guy was Corey. And, dude, I just feel like – or Corey L, excuse me, to clarify. Um, I just feel like Corey L is just getting picked on this season. I mean, rookie, and, you know, sometimes that's the beast of it. And I just feel like they're just dumping him every single time. Uh, Andy, what were you going to say about that? I totally agree. And he even called that out before that happened. He was like, I feel like I'm getting screwed. Like, in the House vote deliberation, he was just like, you don't have to say my name. He was like, wait, wait, wait. Why, why are we just suddenly the ones consistently getting voted in? Um, what I do find interesting, though, and we don't have it in this season, and I feel like in a lot of seasons where there's a heavy amount of rookies, Wes is usually involved, and he starts picking them off to have his secret alliance. Like, Wes always has a veteran alliance, but always has a couple rookies that he spots out and says, like, hey, I'll try to keep you safe as long as, like, you are willing to, like, keep me out of your mouth. And you don't have that this season. It's very much veterans versus rookies. And I don't hate that. I actually much prefer that because we talked about last season, the veterans were playing the softest, scaredest game I've ever seen out of veterans. So the fact that they are very much take, like drawing the line in the sand, it's reassuring to see the challenge is back to that. But at the same time, there's no, at least from what we've seen, no under-the-table handshakes, no like, hey, I mean, Corey, yeah, you're getting the shit into the stick. Like, if we work together, I'll try to make sure you get out of these eliminations and don't just keep getting thrown in. So I think you're spot on, but I do think if Wes was on this season – Coriel would be a prime target for West to go in and say, look, you want to get out of the eliminations for once. 
I can make that happen, but you got to scratch my back too. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, TJ Hill writes, do you guys see all see that Bertha had a cut on her nose um, during all the interviews? And let me tell you, did not notice that until Andy texted our group chat and said, it looks like she's going in. So I think it was during the interviews that, or the confessional or whatever scene, the deliberation, excuse me. Um, yep. That's when they showed it. So we kind of knew it was going to be something physical. Well, we thought it was physical, but uh, sort of. Uh, so we had the good old climbing um, elimination uh, between Berna and Tasha. Um, there was no guy elimination because of Tommy going home. And uh, what did you guys think of this one? Well, I guess Andy's just leaving like always. So what else is new? Um, I so think, we'll just go like this. Alex, what do you think? I, I think I, I liked it. Um, I don't think they really could have, like now that I'm thinking about how uh, they basically made it only girls, I don't think they could have done it. I'd Like they could definitely could have done it together with a girl and a guy. And they could have done it separately, but they just would have ran out of time in the episode. Um, but the challenge itself, I liked. It seemed a little too hard to like really be that entertaining because it seemed like it was a close competition throughout, which obviously is good. Um, but it seemed like when any when either of those two got any sort of momentum, they went down and they like were stumbling, stumbling like just a little bit, struggling with it just a little too much to like really enjoy it. Um, what the elimination I did like, it was something where it's just like something that you can't prepare for, like who does something like that. But at the same time, I feel like typically the better challenger would win it, but it's not a shoe in. Um, those are the types of eliminations I like. And I feel like this was an example of it. I feel like on paper, those two are probably pretty similar, but, uh, Bertha being an acrobat, I feel like definitely helped. Yeah, like you said, I see like those chat or eliminations I like where it's kind of a toss up. You could throw two yeah. people and it's not like, you know, maybe if you're an experienced climber, you're obviously better in that uh, circumstance. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And yeah. Andy is back. So, Andy, what do you think about that elimination? It was good. It was entertaining. It was very suspenseful, but it gave me. And I really hate even drawing this comparison, but it gave me Nellie T and Corey playing soccer vibes with the, with the flaming soccer ball. And they literally had to adjust it because they were both just so miserable. I didn't think this was that hard of a challenge. And I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm sure I'm wrong. I, have, I literally have to be wrong because it took them so long and they kept – failing so many times but i just don't see how this is that hard like this this type of challenge has been on the challenge before in some capacity and this was the worst performance that i've ever seen for a challenge similar to this well what i don't understand i think if i'm doing this challenge elimination excuse me i think the first thing i do is line up the longest poles to the smallest pole. So you can just grab and go each time. And like, I just felt like they were grabbing poles longer and they were just all over the place. And, you know, once they got flustered and stuff, it was game over and, you know, they had to restart and all that. Um, but yeah, um, I totally agree with you, Andy. I think, um, yeah, I, I just completely agree with you. So Alex, anything else or 
No, I mean, I think it was, I think it was pretty good. Um, yeah, like you said, I feel like that was something that made it harder than past versions we had seen because I feel like the past times it was like eight or ten pulls, whatever, but they're all the same length. You all know where to put them. Um, and so they just kind of made it, you know, they always say like these, you know, this season, the eliminations are harder and all that crap. Um, what do you think of kind of how they handled Tommy leaving and just saying that it was a girl's day? I was, I, I was fine with it because um, just from the standpoint of, I kind of wanted to see like a new guy face brought into the mix, but at the same time, you got to speed this season up. We still got, even though they did it kind of in a roundabout way tonight, we still got rid of one guy and one girl. Like if you bring yeah, back, I, you bring back in a, a replacement, it kind of just throws off the numbers even more. I know. I'm I'm so happy they did an elimination compared to you know bring someone on because I I don't want the season to be 25 episodes or 30 episodes. I'd rather just keep this format, get a get a guy and girl eliminated the entire time, and let's just keep this thing rolling. Um, I see some people going against it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean that's basically it. I think of the the episode we had Berna win. Um, Berna basically chose CT. What else is new? I mean, such an easy pick. And then you had Big Jeremiah form, Big T and uh, Jeremiah. So uh, another team just completely out of nowhere. Uh, add that to the uh, the total. Uh, and yeah, that was our episode. So pretty straightforward episode. Um, I do want to bring up something I saw in the chat and, um, you know, love by you wrote, yo, the season is getting shit ratings. LOL. I mean, we talked about this in the preview show. We talked about in episode one. Why do you think it's getting shit ratings? Who's, who's carrying the show? It's all rookies. And it, there's like, who's your, who's your biggest name besides CT? And I don't even think, I, I think you're right, but I don't even think you can say CT's carrying this season. No, I don't either. It's such a non-factor, but you're spot on. Like he's the he's the the biggest name you you'd recognize, but man, yeah. I don't I don't know who's carrying this season. I mean, I I I, I feel like from season to season. I mean, this isn't like I feel like from season to season, you're gonna get people who are new to that season and people who watch last season and like are dropping off. And I feel like there's probably a lot of people in the past couple seasons, especially after last season being 20 plus episodes who are just like, why do I need to put myself through five more months of another season? Like fucking shorten the seasons, make it 13 episodes so that you can buckle in, strap in, pay attention to it for a couple months in a row. And then you're done. Then take three months off. Whereas like, and this is the theme we talk about a lot in terms of like the eras of the challenge, the era that we're living in is, pumping out seasons as quickly as you can. And when you do pump them out, stretch them out as much as you can and bring on as many people in the season. And so I feel like yeah. from season to season, there's just naturally going to be fans who, who drop off. Well, yeah. And we talk about, you know, let me, let me go back for a split sec, how I said CT carrying the season. I'm, I mean that as the poster child of the season or whatever ahead of time. As of right now, CT probably has what, two confessionals this entire season so far. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought you were questioning me there. No, I was looking at you. But I just think, you know, I see people writing Devin's. I think Devin has been carrying this season. Like, during the episodes, he has been carrying it. But is Devin a poster child? I would say no, he's not. You know, I think 
you need some of these people. Like, you know, I, I saw Theo trying to get back. I think Theo is a good grab to get. I'm not saying he's the best, but it's someone big enough to come back. Realistically, as much as people don't want to see him, like Johnny Bananas or someone like that, as much as you hate him, he brings eyes to the show. So, like, people like that. But here, so here's my thing, Trev. I, I, I think everything that we've said is very logical. But what we're going through right now, even if the ratings are taking a, a dip for whatever reason, this is what the challenge needs. We need a fresh crop of rookies, and we've got a lot of them, and there's a lot of promise. But I'm – like, again, I, I, I'm a Johnny Bananas guy through and through. And as much as I fucking hate that redhead they call Wes, like, when those guys are on the show, they do carry the show. But they can't carry it forever. They can't. I mean, Bootstrap's got to be like 70 years old in dog years at this point. So, like, at this point, you need – it's it's almost like a rebuilding year for the challenge. And that is needed because if you don't have that, then it's just a disaster. So even if the ratings aren't that high now, you're bringing in a bunch of fresh people who are bringing good, like – content good competitiveness good like entertainment to the table and i don't care like if and, and we've talked about this on on the show all the time like where they come from is huge and, and that's like my, my biggest draw too and I, I i'm gonna mention it again the biggest reason that i want fresh meat is to get a fresh crop of rookies and granted, like, aside from that, it's a lot of just people who, again, want to be on the challenge. Not are you the one, not the circle, the challenge. Ed? But I think they've done a good wow. job with this set of rookies of getting people who, like, aren't just sitting in the corner saying, oh, my gosh, this challenge is so hard, and, oh, I'm, I miss my friends and my family. Like, the rookies here are entertaining they're competitive. Like this is a very, very good group of rookies that will carry the challenge forward. So I don't care if the ratings dip. This is what this show needs right now. I think personally, who what we need, you know, I, I see people writing in the chat. I'm sick of the, the spies and all this dark crap that's been going on. You know, realistically, I think they just need to go back to the roots. Like, who says no to, like, Battle of the Axis 3? Well, I think you could, like, could you imagine Wes and uh, Kellyanne as a team? Like, how awesome of a team would that be? See, but the, but you run into the same issue of how long are you going to ride that pony? One season, that's it. Then you just do Battle of the Axis, you know, whatever. Well, see, but hear me out. Let me go this route with you. <laughs> who says no to having a rebuild year like this? where you pump in a bunch of rookies and the next season you do X's three. And then you have, you have what is the delay that bad? No, but I'm saying you, you can't do that right out of the gate because you need some fresh blood first. So that way you have a mix of the Nelly T's and Berna's. Cause we all know that's not lasting more than a fling. Well, first off that team would never happen. You know what team would happen? Ashley and uh, Nelson. Well, so hear me out though, Trev. You got Nelly, you got Nelly and Berna, then you got Ashley and Hunter, then you have the Wesses with Kelly Ann. I mean, 
shoot, insert Kellyanne, Joanna. I would love to see that. I mean, you, you got to have that balance. And I think, I think MTV's setting that up right now. I really do. <laughs> Come on. We all know that ain't happening. Um, <laughs> I mean, the chat is on fire tonight. I love you guys. Uh, fresh blood. They've had like 354 <laughs> seasons. Yeah, I, I feel like we're now the, – I feel like the pod is now at a point where we're just in full-on how to save the challenge mode, even though we're saying that the season is good so far. Um, but, I mean, I mean, like, I feel like – think about, like, eight calendar years ago when we're in, like, fucking – and we're in – a nickel and Alex. We're going back-to-back seasons of rivals, exes, free agents. Like, that – is the simplest era of the challenge, but the most fucking effective. The best era of the challenge is when we had those going every every week. Like, you know, now they hype it up as like, there's going to be 20 episodes. There's going to be, we have 20 rookies in this season. Like, you know, there, it's there's spies and you're, you're turning enemies and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, this week, Kells is partnered with Tori and now Tori's with Devin and Devin's with Ed and Emmy and like, the teams are always changing. Like, no, just put two people together, say they fucked one time, and we're good to go. And keep them partners for 14 episodes. And we all enjoy it. Keep bananas with Nani. Keep, well, I guess keep Nani with any of the, the 10 guys that she's gone for. Now Casey maybe have a, a progressive team there. Like, just pe- keep them together and just, like, have that be a season. And we'll all love it more than the spies and like, you know, the dark and we're in a bunker and all of this shit. Well, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you just need, I think to go back to the roots, make it as simple as possible. I mean, it's as simple as possible and just go from there. God, some of these teams you guys are writing in the chat are just unbelievable. I mean, God, bananas and Natalie, Nani and insert rookie here. I mean, the only person I would like back, actually, the team that I would want is Nani and Johnny Riley. But here's the thing: Who? they're not even really exes. It's just they like mingled and like had a good time together. But they just throw them together, and that's awesome. Oh yeah, oh, that's well, they always make pairs. Yeah, let's not overlook the uh, bananas and Frank rivals comparison because they had some fucking beef on Twitter. I know, but I don't even think they met each other. Well, how, how in this hypothetical format, how could we get Tony back on the challenge? Bloodlines, family lines. What was Shane? Or no, his kids? You mean? No, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Amanda's got a kid, so Amanda and her kid, Corey and his multiple kids, Tony and his multiple kids. I don't know if I don't know if Corey has kids anymore. God, he hasn't said it once this season. I have I, I haven't been reminded in, in a few months. <laughs> Although I did catch Corey not only in a subway commercial tonight, but in a teen mom commercial tonight. Interesting. He, he was he was on he was all over the place. God, this chat has some great teams. I mean, this is awesome. So I, I I'm I'm game for Axis three. I think that should be the move. I mean Kara in um, Kyle, like that'd be electric. Jordan and Tori, Tony and Camilla. 
God. Tony and any girl in the house. <laughs> so, what else we got tonight? We got segments, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I mean that we, we covered the whole episode, right? What? We, 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 that was the episode, right? But like you said, yeah. very straightforward. Yeah, it was a pretty straightforward episode, 90-minute uh, episode. And, uh, you know, like we said, it was a good episode, and it kind of flew through. Everything was everything was pretty solid that production did tonight. Uh, Andy's still on the fence about it. They could have done it a little better. But, hey, Andy, I look at it as a typical episode three. Whoa, 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 whoa. I started off, and I still stick to this. I thought this was a very good episode. Yeah. I didn't like the challenge, but that even more so speaks to the fact that this was a good episode. I didn't like the challenge, but I really, really liked the episode. I think we got a really good thing going here. Sounds like you really liked it. <laughs> All right, Alex, we got segments tonight. What do we got? I, I think so. I think the first ones, uh, first one we're doing is one we're keeping keeping strong with for the first few episodes while there's still too many fucking challengers to remember. Um, so it's radar watch. Uh you guys want you anybody want to go first? I know we usually leave MVP LVP up to the chat, but any of you guys want to go first for radar watch? I'm game if Andy's not ready. Trev, you, go ahead. You go ahead, because I, because I, I mean, there's about ten people that I think A are going to this one. Yeah, I think this week my radar watch, um, and maybe it was because she didn't read the rules to me, is Casey. I think, uh, you know, as a vet who made the finals last year, you should be on the screen quite a bit. And, you know, typically, you know, I love seeing her repeating the rules and doing all that. And you don't really see her at all. So uh, my radar watch this week goes to Casey. Great pick. Great pick. I'll, I'll go next. I'll go next. And I'll, um, I'll follow up with uh, Casey's, I think, pseudo-lover. At this point, my radar watch is Nami. Who? Exactly. I so I know I know Casey had a conf- a confessional, and it was when Tori like brought up Big T in the house vote, and Casey was like, "Why? Why is she bringing that up?" I genuinely think Nani was on screen for no more than twenty seconds. Wow. It, I, I thought it was funny, too, because I think it was around that same scene when Big T kind of felt like ganged up on. And she was like, I don't know if it was a confessional or like to everybody, but she was like, Ashley and Amanda, you guys are best friends. Casey and Nani, they're getting super close. Like she didn't want to say like they're hooking up or anything. She was just like, Ashley and Amanda, they're really best friends. And like Casey and Nani, they're like close. Tori and Anissa, they're best friends. So like she kind of just skipped over them. Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah, Nani, Nani was a very good pick. My my radar watch, uh, I, I saw it floating around in the chat. I was going this way too. It's Amber B. Amber B. Mm-hmm. I, She's I think, yeah, we got I think we, we officially got to cut off the B. Um, Amber was on this episode. She's on the season, and I feel like obviously it's only her second episode of the season, but like last week, you know, she was kind of you know, the poster child of the episode and, you know, the big cut to, oh my God, who's it going to be? And even though it was in the fucking trailer, it's the champ is here. And then like flash forward to tonight, I don't know if she wasn't in the drama at all. I think her partner is still Josh, the goof. Um, I don't, she may, have, 
Yeah, might have had one confessional. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the fact that you have a, a one of the three challenge champions on the show right now who just wasn't on screen at all. I'm going Amber. Yeah, honestly, a big radar watch honorable mention might be the vets in general. I feel like this was a very rookie heavy episode. And there's I mean, there's a I mean, like no, you disagree. I feel like we didn't see any of like CT, Corey, um, Fezzi. Um, I mean, yeah, Josh, the goof. But you can't overlook, you can't overlook Nelly T's boot camp. And part of Nelly T's boot camp was also Corey and Fezzi and the whole Kyle, Tori, Big T whole thing. And sandwich is Big T and, and, Tory in general. But the thing, how I look about that, Andy, that scene right there was what? A minute of the tonight's episode? But it was a big part of it. <laughs> I mean, yes, it was. The, it was the, no, no, no. The whole, the whole Tory big T. No, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying there's a lot of vets out there that are yeah. just there. I feel like the past couple episodes, this episode and the last episode, I don't want to say the rookies are carrying it, but they're just thrown in the fire, you know, so they're in the elimination. So they get most of the air time compared to these vets is what I'm saying. I should, I should have rewarded it that. Mm. Get the fuck out of here. You what, was some, what were some of the, what was some of the rookie drama though? What do you mean from tonight? Like, like taking out, like not looking at the elimination or the challenge. What rookie like scenes can you even remember? Well, from the challenge, I mean, you had. I, know, I, I just said no challenge. No. Sorry, right, your magic jack was all over the place. I couldn't Whoa. hear. It. God. So, Andy, like I said, um, wait, where'd he go? All right. Well, he's gone. So maybe we'll just drop that. Um, maybe we'll do MVP, LVP. Alex, are you in for that? Let's do it. There's... All right, chat. You know what to do. MVP, LVP. Um, I don't know if Andy's coming back, so um, you guys just throw him in there, and he might come back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Trev, real quick, so the, for the chat, as you guys are giving us who you want the order to be, um, I know we talked about one of our segments to do through this season being something that where like we monitor the uh, profits that we gave on the preseason show. I don't think any of those. I don't think any of those are close right now. We had uh, Fezzi LVPs. We had um, Corey mentioning his kids, and we had Josh crying, and we had somebody mentioning a pregnancy. I don't think any of those have happened yet. No, I, I, I although they've kind. Of, what I've noticed though is that those particular ones haven't happened, but they're kind of being replaced by certain things. Like instead of Corey mentioning his kids, it's Amanda. Instead of Josh crying every other episode, it's that blue-haired mermaid chick. Like I think we're still on to the same thing, but at least they're not the producers aren't being as predictable as usual. Yeah, but we got plenty of time. We're only on episode three. I'm not too worried about it yet. Um, but yeah, MVP, LVP. Who do we got? We got a couple votes for first one. I'm seeing. Trev, Alex, Andy. Should we do that? Trev, Alex, Andy? Are yeah, we, we, got some, we got some nominees for LVP, Andy's internet. But, 
Yeah, so Trev, I think you can kick us off with the MVP. Uh, my MVP tonight is got to be production. I think tonight was a very strong episode by production. Um, normally, I don't like giving them that much credit, but I thought the flow of tonight's episode was very strong. The Nelson's boot camp was a smirk thing. I just thought it was a great episode, and I thought, you know, there wasn't really a standout performance for me personally that I saw out of anybody tonight. Uh, and I just think production did a great job. Flow was great, and that's all you can ask for. So, MVP tonight, production. That's a, that's a great pick, and, and I, I'll be honest. I was going to – because I'm next, right? I think I was Correct. next. Um, I was going to go production, and I think what almost makes it more impressive is the fact that, like, as a whole, I know we're only doing it for this episode, but as a whole, we can all agree that like this season's been really good so far. Not like amazing, but like really good. And the cast is below average. Like the the veterans are below average as a whole. The rookies are like God knows who. We've only had a couple jump off the screen. And so like when you can do a lot in three episodes, when you can do a lot with not a lot like talent on screen, I feel like that just means production's fucking doing their job. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Alex, your MVP, what do we thought? My MVP, I'll go with my backup then because I was going to go production, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go Ed. Oh, you can't do Ed after you trashed him last week. I'm, I'm going Ed. Um, and the reason is I, I, maybe it's, I mean, I, like he won tonight. He had a good, he had a good performance. He was one of the only couple people that like won something on tonight's episode. And I just feel like he's, he's starting to convert me over to, to liking him. I'm, I'm slowly getting rid of the impression where he was like running on like Ed from the circles here. Um, but like he, the fact that he's really only been on two EPs out of three EPs, like he's, he's made an impression on the season um, so yeah, and he had a good night tonight. So I'm going MVP Ed, maybe I think his first ever MVP. Yeah. I just want to acknowledge something in the chat. Feel free to write this down and remember this. Just remember me, you, and all us AWLs, we were all number one on Ed before Alex hopped on our bandwagon. Just remember that we were for the first people and now he's jumping on our ship. Just remember that. Whoa. I just want to throw that out there. Andy, MVP tonight. Who you got? So my MVP, I I don't want it to be viewed as a cop out. Oh God! I don't think it's a cop out. My MVP for tonight is going to be rookies across the board. Trev, you mentioned it earlier. The rookies are carrying right now. They they are, and they're doing it from like they're competing. They're providing, like, a very good entertainment for us. I mean, Alex picked a rookie for his MVP. I, I think I, I really liked the fact that – and this is – I mean, so the challenge itself, again, I, I wasn't I, – I wasn't a huge fan of the challenge itself. However, Huey? Huey? It's Huey, right? Ashley's yeah, partner. Is he frozen? Yeah, you were just all – you're no. Magic Jack right now. I'm serious. I'm not messing with you. You are literally all over the place. LVP. LVP might him. Yes, you are literally saying he 
and then you're looking like Nam in the face, Huey, and it's like oh, coming come along. I know you're pausing a little dramatic there, but Huey's your pick because no, 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 no. Rookies is my pick for MVP. Okay. And I, I love the fact that Huey. I mean, he threw up before he jumped. He threw up. And in recent in recent seasons, you would have seen someone go up to that elimination and be like, oh, I'm so scared. Oh, TJ. Oh, Mr. TJ. I'm too scared. I'm not going to do it. And he fucking did it. Like, I love watching someone on this show who goes into a challenge and is like, this is bananas, even though I don't, I don't think it was bananas. He was like, this is this is too much for me. He literally threw up. In the second TJ said three, two, one, he jumped off. That's the type of people that we need on this show. Tommy was butt-ass naked, finishing the challenge, got a concussion, and had to leave the show. He wasn't quitting. He didn't miss his fourth graders too much that he had to go home. He stuck it out until, like they said, you are physically like incapable of performing. And the rookies are also being very competitive and showing out in the elimination. So, like, I think the rookies put on a good show today, and I think they're putting on a good show in general. So they're getting my MVP pick. Interesting. Very interesting pick. Uh, Andy, your LVP tonight. God, see, the LVP is, is tough for me because I, I personally don't think anyone stuck out as, like, someone who, like, had a bad episode, who made the wrong move, anything like that. So I think my LVP is going to have to be Coriel. Okay. He He's just – it's very clear he's got a target on his back. It would not surprise me at all within the next two episodes if he goes into the elimination at least one more time. It might be next episode. If it's not next episode, it's the one right after. So I I think he's just really, like, just fucked. Like, that's really the reason why he's my LVP is because, like, he's got nothing going for him right now. So, and again, I don't know what he could have done, like, to try to fix that, but mm-hmm. he's screwed. Yep. <laughs> Alex, LVP tonight, who you got? Uh, I got one person in mind who's a challenger on this season. I'm not going to go that route. I'm going to go an inanimate object, um, although I'll keep that person in mind for honorable mention. My LVP for the night, I'm going to go with noses. Come on. I'm going noses because you had not one, but two busted up bleeding noses tonight on two pretty attractive females like you had in the challenge the first competition of the night you had michelle bleeding from her nose like non-stop um cory coriel i think made a pretty smart decision like not letting her know that she was bleeding because she probably would have freaked out uh but anyway her her nose was just you know fucked up from the start and then fast forward to the elimination and bertha hits her nose on a pole um, so I'm just going noses for the simple fact of like, we see, you know, challenge scars and injuries, but like, I would have to rack my brain a bit to remember the last time we saw somebody like hurt their nose and then have to even go back further to like, when was the last time we had two hurt noses in once? Um, 
So, like, I'm going LVP of tonight's episode. I'm going noses. Uh, Ryan McCord, that might be the MVP for comment of the night on that one. Um, but for the last LVP tonight, it's it's kind of funny that we're going to have a good old-fashioned headbanger. And my LVP tonight is rookies. Uh, I think – Whoa. I think, one, they're playing a horrible – they're playing a terrible game right now. They are literally just shitting the bed. They're idiots. And two, I kind of wanted to go against Andy on this pick because he chose them for L- MVP, correct? Who were the only two quitters on tonight's show? What were they? They were two rookies. So Andy gave rookies. Who quit? Who quit? Wasn't it? Wasn't it two rookies? Who quit? Uh, rookies. Jeremiah. Who? Jeremiah and uh, who was the other person? The girl that went home. Tasha. Two rookies, and just remember, Andy chose them as MVPs. So he supports Andy supports quitters. Tommy didn't I just quit. Want that to be out there. Let me finish. Andy wants that. I just want let it be known. Andy supports quitters. He literally gave them the MVP to rookies, a little participation trophy for quitting. I just wanted that to be out there. I don't support quitters. I hate quitters. That's why rookies are my LVP tonight. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of different reasons, but like I said, most importantly, Andy chose them for MVP and they quit. So. Wait, wait. Well, well, well. Now, now I'm just confused because I Trevor just gave the rookies LVP, but I thought Andy had given them an MVP. That is so. absolutely correct. I just wanted to be known that Andy supported a team that quit. That's all I wanted to say. Who quit? The rookies team. Who quit? Give me names. Oh well, let me put it. Jeremiah. Tasha, Jeremiah. Jeremiah and Tatcha can't fucking swim. Tatcha was was literally drowning Jeremiah. Tommy had a concussion. He was deemed medically unfit to compete. I didn't say Tommy. Jeremiah, they they couldn't finish. They couldn't swim. They quit. They said couldn't no. Couldn't finish and quit are two very fucking different things. You had two people. You had one team quit. They didn't quit. What did TJ say? You are unable to do this? Yes. That's not quitting. Quitting is walking up to something and saying, I can't do this. I'm done. That's quitting. (laughs) What the fuck is that? There's a difference between quitting and losing. Losing means you just fucking suck. Jeremiah and Tatcha sucked. They didn't quit. (laughs) Wait, 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 time out. Alex, did they not quit tonight? Or am I just I, crazy on that? I think I think when you have TJ say, "Are you guys done?" and somebody and says, "Yes, we're done," I think that's quitting. Tacho was holding Jeremiah, like literally holding him underneath water. That's quitting. Yeah, but they say yeah. that's true. They could quit. They quit. This is, I mean, this is absurd. This is absurd. What do you mean they quit? They, I, I genuinely think that they would have died. But they still quit. So, so wait, wait, wait. So, yeah, exactly. So, my question is, Andy, if they didn't quit or anything, what is that labeled as? Dying? No, like, if, if so, for example, if you're in the middle of a race, if you're- They in weren't scared. Meeting, they didn't miss their boyfriend back home. They were about to fucking drown. So then, one, why are you on the show? Two, what? You you're literally applauding. You gave these people MVP, and if you can't swim, then why are you on the show? 
is Lochte on the show? Is Phelps on the show? I mean, you had such a minuscule part of this show. I mean, you had what? 15 out of the 16 teams able to do it? Acho was holding Jeremiah underneath water. Hey, all I got to say is they quit. I mean, what else are you going to call that? I'm just curious. You said drowning. So if you're in a race and you quit, what is that labeled as? They, I mean, well, if you say quit, then that's quitting. What do you mean? So if you jump in a pool in the middle of a race and you stop, what is that labeled as? I mean, not finishing the swim. <laughs> Come on. I mean, this is just ridiculous, and you know it too. Look at that smirk on your face. If you're giving and, – and, and this is – so the, you giving LVP to all rookies is absurd, is absurd because – They gave up. They quit. <laughs> all right. If you want to give LVP to that team – Oh, no, 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 no. Here's the thing. I'm not just giving it to their team. I'm just saying throughout the entire episode with that, with how they've played tonight's episode, how they're throwing each other under the bus. I think there's a lot of added factors to it. That's just one part of it, I'm saying. All right. So you're so you're giving it – I mean, you're giving it to rookies across the board. Correct. I yeah, think rookies had a very good, very good showing today. Did I, Tasha and Jeremiah? No. I mean, I just think – they had a horrible showing tonight, but you know that's what I think. So did did, did Michelle and Berna show and prove that they are threats in the show? Did they still go in against each other and eliminate another rookie? And now who has the numbers now? What what did Tori say? It was fourteen fourteen. Now what is it? They're rookies. They don't fucking know. Well, that's, that's why they're that's, that's to be expected out of rookies. So you're applauding them for that because you gave no. them an MVP. No, I'm saying it's they are meeting expectations. Okay, we'll just rookies leave it at don't that. know what the hell this show is about. That's just what being a rookie is about. But then, how do you applaud and give someone an MVP for that? Because for this episode, the rookies showed out. Two <laughs> girls showed that they're big time threats. I disagree. One one guy refused to quit on a challenge because he was terrified to the point where he was puking. One other guy was willing to literally get out of the water butt-ass naked and complete a challenge even though he had a concussion. Okay, yeah. Congrats. Congrats on last. <laughs> Second to last. So, and I think Aaliyah Hope is spot on. Rookies need to talk and get their alliance together unless they want to keep going in. What, what long, did they do tonight? Has, how long has that narrative been going on? What, Rewind yeah. a decade and that narrative is still is still relevant. I just don't know how you That's can give them MVP. That's never going to happen. But I just don't know how you can give somebody MVP with nothing. What did they accomplish tonight? You had two people go in. You had two people go. Two rookies go home. You had rookies go against each other. They're clashing against each other. So you see, Burn is a tough competitor, and that's it. And Michelle, what's his what's his face was literally throwing up pre challenge and still fucking did it. Tommy was walking out naked and still completed the challenge. The rookies that we've had in the past four years, both of those guys would have quit. Both of those girls would have been just crying and saying, oh, this challenge is too hard. No, there's two new threats. Two people just said, fuck it. I'm going to complete this thing anyways. So if 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 we talked about <laughs> – so if – what's her name? Michelle would have had the bloody nose and said, stop. Is that quitting or is that medically disqualified? I just want to label what you have on there. 
The reason I, the reason Michelle proved herself today is exactly what Tori said in her competitive. Th- those aren't my words. I'm not saying I'm not the one saying Michelle proved herself. Tori fucking said that. Not me. Tori. She Tory said that on short. everyone's good side. I mean, let's be real. And Maybe. even when she tries to be on everybody's good side, she still fucks up like today. And I think Black Ben said it right. Can we talk about how self-aware Tori is? She sucks. I mean, it's the thing about the thing about Tori is I think she kind of um, I think she's kind of just has a huge ass ego now. Don't you guys think that too? We kind of talked about that in the beginning. She has to prove herself this season. And I think I don't know. I think it's very hit or miss for her this season. God, who the fuck? Travis, is- I, I, I get the LVP pick, but I think 75% of your pick is directly geared towards Tatcha and Jeremiah. Well, yeah, rookies went home, and they also went against rookies, and they have no power in the house. So, yeah, that's that's yeah. Well, it's called being a fucking rookie. <laughs> Name a single time that a rookie has had power in the house. Welcome to the challenge. Um, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's plenty of times. When yeah, exactly. It's called the challenge. The rookies are always fucked. They always are. And guess what? When a rookie tries to make a deal and cut a deal with a vet, has it ever paid out? Didn't Big T get power the last time she won and broke her toe when she was a rookie? Broke her toe when she was a rookie? Yeah, didn't she? Correct me if I'm wrong, Alex. She had power for literally 30 seconds. Yeah, and she won and threw in people and broke her toe. And let's not overlook let's not overlook the fact that Ed won the challenge. So now Ed is a threat too. So Ed being a rookie throws in two rookies. Correct. Yeah. So you think that was a smart play? He he's paired with a veteran. To have this whole rookie so for that, veteran, for that, I mean, Andy, you don't think Tory's gonna get picked off eventually? Maybe. I don't know. I I just think it wasn't a Ed a just Ed, a rookie, just one elimination, then just won a daily challenge. Okay, but you just said when has a rookie ever gotten power? And it was literally this episode. No, I I gave my MVP to rookies because I think they showed out. Ed was one of those reasons. Yeah. What about Fezzi in his rookie season? <laughs> well, Ed is a different breed. LOL. Anything else we got tonight, Alex? You got anything? I know you've been quiet over this 10-minute bullshit ran of just not going anywhere. Well, my my only thought that come to mind, and maybe we just maybe we end on this, is is uh is Tori a sneaky challenge slut? Like she, she's kind of gotten around lately. Absolutely. I mean, she started with dating a guy, then cheated on him with another guy, then got married to that guy, then broke up with him, and then he went to Kells, and I think him and, or her and Ed have a little flair. Shocker that those, those challenge relationships don't work out. Yeah. Who who's the longest challenge relationship? I know you bulge at this. I think I, I do I do I've I've bulged at that stat for about five years. I think right now it's uh Cara and Polly. What about Zach and Jenna? I think Zach and Jenna technically that the little break they got together, yeah, but then Brooke Wait, came along. African Bumble. Bumble. <laughs> God. I think they're second. I think it's Cara Polly, second, Zach Jenna. Three is probably Cam and Leroy. 
I would guess. Interesting. I mean, these things don't last long. That's the no. point. Dario and Ashley K held that distinction for like two years, which I bulged at. But God, Ashley Dario, people be sleeping on him. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else, boys? Or are we good to wrap this up? Sounds good. Well, thank you guys for listening to a brand new Stir the Pod podcast. Joe, I'm your host, Trevor. You can follow us on Twitter at Stir the Pod. You can follow us on Instagram, Alex, Stir underscore the underscore pod. Yep. So uh, be back next week. Same time, same place. We'll be live for the episode four recap show. Love you guys. Shout out Duffy. Bye-bye.